0: The Secret Cabinet Hello, and welcome to The Secret Cabinet. I'm Travis Dow, host of the History of Germany podcast and now also translator for The Secret Cabinet from its original German, which is a show by Der Budla called Das Geheime Kabinett. So I will just be interpreting uh, his original German into English. So here it is, episode one, The Secret Cabinet, Napoleon's best piece. Hello again, and welcome to The Secret Cabinet. Come on inside. I hope there's enough room for all of us. This show is brought to you by Der Bodla, And you might also know him from Angegraben, the German archaeological podcast, and now also The Secret Cabinet. So what is a secret cabinet? Well, especially in the 19th century, European museums, people wanted to keep something secret from the general public, had these restricted areas or cabinets sometimes that the public didn't have access to. Like from the Cabineto secreto in Neapolis in the National Museum, people put everything in there what what wanted to keep, but wouldn't necessarily want to put in front of the ladies and gentlemen of the day, so all kind of erotic and pornographic art from like the digs in Pompeii and Herculaneum, so you could only see those things if you could if you would bribe the uh, museum curator or ask for it specifically, perhaps. And there were similar situations in the Louvre or the British Museum, and also in Prado. So we're going to take a look at that in a similar format. So the Secret Cabinet delivers you strange stories and about objects that normally didn't quite make it into the school books. Today's episode is about Napoleon's best piece. As Napoleon spent his last days on the tropical island of St. Helena, getting closer to his last breath, His best piece will start a crazy journey that will outlast its owner by a good mile. This journey began after Napoleon's death, starting still attached to its owner on a makeshift deathbed in the Longwood house. where He was kept after his death for several hours. He laid upon a sort of tablecloth, um, a sort of death shroud, let's say. They cut him up for a couple hours. French and British officers came and, you know, kind of drank to themselves and congratulated themselves. There were five different diagnoses, um, one of them perhaps the correct one, perhaps that he had suffered from stomach cancer. But they sewed the corpse back up, put it into four different separate coffins, I guess just to make sure he really couldn't escape from the island. The highest-ranking British surgeon gave extra attention to make sure that no part of the emperor was removed. However, apparently right after the autopsy, people had already cut away the most interesting pieces. The British officer Thomas Reed ordered the bloody shroud should be torn up to shreds and given to the people around. Dr. Anton Marie claimed to have two kidney pieces of the emperor, as well as the death mask. Dr. Anton Marie, he was the only one that was specifically disowned in the end by Napoleon. Other helpers of the autopsy, Napoleon's chaplain, Vignali, took the emperor's best piece, namely his penis, and he tried to auction it off. And here, according to the catalog, there's also his decorated soul. So what was meant was, you know, something a little bit discreetly referring to his best piece. So apparently it was well made up in a blue and dark leather in a box. However, um... Due to exposure from the air, it seems to have kind of shriveled, but there was still a British buyer that bought it on account of the British company, Max Brothers. Not to be confused with the Marx Brothers. 1924, the collection was sold further to the extravagant American bibliophile Rosenbach, who took the baguette of the emperor to Philadelphia and liked to show it to dinner guests. 1927. The object eventually made its way to the Museum of French Art in New York, where it attracted many, many visitors. A reporter once noticed that the men were looking at it with trepidation while the women were pointing and giggling. The journalist also described the looks of the piece. He described it as a mishandled piece of of shoe leather for a band or a shriveled eel. 1969, the collection came up for auction again. Didn't find a buyer. (laughs) <laughs> and so a British newspaper ran the article called Not Tonight, Josephine. In 1978, they tried to auction off the penis again. This time it went for 13,000 francs on Dr. John K. Letimer, professor of the University of Columbia, and also America's leading urologist. Letimer was, was known because at the Nuremberg trial, he, he cared for the condemned Nazis. He was also known for his immense collection of curiosities and kind of morbid things that he had put together in a collection however his newest piece he stored in a suitcase under his bed 2007 Ledermer died and now the best piece of napoleon belongs to his grandchildren a few people have tried to buy it off of them even one offer from a hundred thousand dollars but was denied to prove the authenticity of the piece the piece was subjected to urological and radiological trials Which at least proved that the tied together sort of like baby finger large object is actually a human penis. Now if it's from Napoleon himself, we can't be sure of that because to this day French officials have denied the exhumation of Napoleon's coffins, uh, who's now laid to rest in Paris. Although he was laid into two more additional new coffins once he got to Paris but the officials did not want to open to check the authenticity. And therefore, the secret of Napoleon's best piece will furthermore remain in darkness.